Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by any means possible. It could be a freelance, it could be a side hustle, it could be an entrepreneurship, your own business, any means possible. And today, I am super pumped to bring on an expert who's going to share with us how we can actually utilize other people's money and buy investments like rental properties, like multifamily apartment complexes, 300, 500 unit apartment complexes, buy the properties with that money and use no money of our own because we are raising capital. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on, guys? Super pumped, as always, to have you here on the show with me today. Now, I'll be completely honest and say that the most episodes, I actually do these interviews and really just to share with you, these other investors, others, side hustle experts, other people that have businesses, really just share with you because there's so many ways to become successfully unemployed. But I'll be completely honest and say that this episode was really a lot for me because I am really looking forward to utilizing all the information that I got from this interview. See, now this expert brought me on her show. And as we were talking, I was learning so much at the same time where I'm expressing how I invest in real estate and all that, how I was quit my job at 37 years old, all that good stuff. And then as we're talking, once we get off the show, she started talking to me and said, hey, Dustin, you have lots of connections. You know lots of people. You know lots of investors. You should start raising money and you can get paid and have equity in a multifamily apartment complex, like a 200, 300, 500 unit apartment complex, and you don't put any money in the deal. What you do is you get other people who have capital, who want to invest with you, and then pull all that money together, buy an apartment complex, and you get a portion. You get equity in that because your job in the business is to become a general partner where you are bringing everybody's money together and you're also overseeing the project itself and on top of that, getting part in the deal. It's super exciting. And honestly, all these questions, you're gonna be like, man, Dustin's asking some specific questions. Well, yeah, because I'm literally wanting to do this myself. In fact, with the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, I literally had so many people say, Dustin, I mean, like dozens and dozens. Hey, Dustin, I want to invest with you. Like, you know what you're doing. Let me just give you money to invest. And just all my, what, 15 years of being an investor, I have so many friends, family members, coworkers you know, from my old business, old, old job, as well as people from church, as well as people that find me on the podcast and YouTube channel and all that good stuff who say, Dustin, you know what you're doing. I don't. I want to just give you money so you can invest and I can make money. So that's why I have today's show. I'm super pumped to bring on a fantastic expert in not just syndications, but actually how to create your own syndication, how to create a opportunity for other people to invest with you, utilizing other people's money to make you successfully unemployed, getting into apartment complexes 
and bigger and bigger deals. All right, I bring on Elisa Zhang, who's going to share with us how we can utilize other people's money to build a fantastic investing business. All right, here we go. Elisa Zhang, thank you so much for being here on the show with me. Thank you so much for inviting me, Dustin. Yeah, this is great. So I was on your podcast. So that was, everybody definitely needs to check out your podcast, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But I wanted to bring you on because you have so much great insights in lots of things. And I was like, man, I got to bring you on the show. So would you tell us, what do you do to provide for yourself and your family without working that dead end J-O-B? Thank you, Dustin. So I own and operate apartment. And uh, some of these apartments I syndicate, which is just a fancy world for pulling people's money together to buy it together. Um, so I only specialize in apartment buildings. Um, so that's kind of what, what I do. So you do both the managing of the property, like finding the property, managing the property and raising money, like all, like all the above. Yes. So we're actually in the process of opening our own property management company and taking out a few properties uh, from our third-party managers to start operating ourselves as well. That's fantastic. So you probably weren't always doing this. Can you talk to us about what you were doing before and then how you got into this and any nervousness or anything that you went through? So I was a computer engineer and uh, I worked for Fortune 500 companies um, and as a product manager for a very long time, probably over 10 years um, before I started investing. Maybe I worked nine years before I start investing in my own personal stuff. Um, and just being kind of using my own money, buying properties, buying hold is mostly the strategy that I have, uh, you know, from the smaller individual condos to single family homes, then fourplexes, uh, then into, you know, commercial multifamily. It's always being apartments. Um, and uh, once I start investing outside of the state, that's where I learned a syndication because, you know, um, uh, I was told that you, you got to have to have more than a hundred unit in order to make scalability. So once you go outside of the state, then you start learning, you need a partnerships and et cetera. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know, like that's how we learn about syndication because we don't have money to buy a hundred unit properties, right? It's a very slow accumulation, just saving money yourself. Um, that's where we learn how to, uh, you know, pull people's money together and actually make investment opportunities for our investors and uh, so that they can get a return as well. That's great. Do you mind if I ask how many doors that you manage or own or a part of right now? Yeah. So we have anywhere between 2,500 to 3,000 units right now. The reason why I say anywhere in between is, you know, we always buy and sell, buy and sell. Like, so uh, any given days, the number may be different. If I wanted to, because this is a reason, big reason why I brought you on the show, I was thinking, my goodness, I think it would be great to be somebody not necessarily that buys the apartment complexes, does all that work, because there's a lot of work that's involved. When you buy a single family home, it's so, in my opinion, so much less work, so many less balls to juggle and all that sort of stuff. And I love doing that. That's easy. And so I don't want to necessarily be a operator who buys, finds the property, buys it, you know, all that sort of, and runs it. I don't want to do that. 
I'd rather be somebody who pools people to money together because with my with master passive income with successfully unemployed with my conference that I've created the real estate wealth builders conference, I have so many people that either want me to teach them how to invest in real estate, or they want to say, Dustin, let me give you my money so that you could invest it and I can make a good return on it. Usually I'm just like, Oh, let me just give you somebody else. Let me pass it on. But I realized, you know what, they trust me. And I'm not going to use their money They obviously I'm as much as I can with integrity, not do anything that I would not do myself. Like I would not put their money in something that I would not put my own money in. And so right. they trust me in that. So if I wanted to start where I am the one that brings money together, I mean, it seems like all I have to network with people and then I have to make sure that they want to uh, invest and then they have a product that we're going to buy, a property. But there are probably so many steps in there. So what what would you say, like if we're going to get started investing and having that syndication mindset where you're pulling people's money together, how do we get started in doing that? Yeah, so definitely. I think this is where like in multifamily investing, the partnerships becomes really important. Um, and then once you kind of enter this larger apartment rim is when I realized that that you no longer have the me team, you have like the we team. Um, so everybody's kind of specializing in certain things. Um, I would just say this is like, it depends on how the legal structure is structured, just raising money for a certain type of structure, like being a JP, GP, but only raising money is likely not legal. Um, so you will have to participate into things like a truly asset management, making decisions for asset management. So there is some involvement if you're going to go that route. Um, the other route to do it is you can cur cur curate a fund for yourself. So then you become a fund manager and you manage this. You can even blend your investment like single family home stuff along with the multifamily return. Like you can create a fund. Obviously, I make it sound really easy creating a fund. It's a lot of work doing that. Um, but working with a a lawyer, security lawyer on creating a fund. So then you have an objective of meeting your investors' returns through a fund and through the fund, then you can make decision to invest, um, you know, that fund into deals, right? So that could be another way that works. Um, and another way to work at this, uh, you know, we talked about the GP path and the fund, fund manager path. And then the other way is really kind of like the hard, hard piece um, is to get a security license. So then as a security broker, uh, you can raise money and get a payback uh, commissions. Um, so that's that's kind of how the good old world works with security like uh, license, people who have security broker license, um, they're able to do so. So these are kind of the three very well known way to get involved. Again, the first method over here is like, you have to participate in asset management. You have to be, you know, that that's legal because as, as a GP of the deal, it's your deal. That's why you can raise money for it. That's, that's kind of obviously my way to do it because I'm operating the deals and et cetera. That makes sense. And so we have the general partner, which is what GP, then you also have the creating a fund where you have a fund of people putting money into. I, I almost like the idea of having a fund because I have so many students. In fact, just yesterday I had a student say, hey, Dustin, I have this fantastic deal, but I don't have the money. And I've already personally, I've looked at the deal to make sure that it looks good, how he's going to make money in passive income. Everything's going to look good. Like this is a good deal. And I just don't have the system. So I could just lend him my money and my own personal money and then, you know, get a kickback on that. But I was thinking deals like this come all the time from my students. They have the deals, but they don't necessarily have the money. So if I created my own fund that we could just invest wherever is going to be a good fit 
and then pay back, I, that's a great option as well. The general par- partner is a great option too because you're a part of the asset management as well, like you're literally owning. Um, and also, there I've heard of something. It's the syndication aggregator. Have you heard about that? Do you know what that means? No, I have not heard about that one, the, the syndication aggregator. Um, but, you know, like if, if you kind of know the basics, I can kind of give my you know, two cents over there. Yeah, what it basically is, this is what I'm getting the win. So I'm learning all this stuff because I really want to be able to help as many people as I can. And so if I have people like doctors that have a lot of money, they want to invest with me. And so let me go ahead and figure out how to best of it. So I'm learning all this. So the syndication aggregator is somebody that is helping with a syndication. So let's say the GP, the general partner, they're the main syndicator. We or I would be the aggregator, which I'm aggregating that specific deal. It looks like I am the main GP, but I'm not necessarily the main GP. They would go through my portal and all that sort of stuff. So I am bringing people into the deal. And then I could have multiple, you know, uh, general partners that I'm working with as aggregating their deals out to other people. Does that make sense? That's kind of touching upon the first method which to be legal, you have to be an asset management. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate, get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find the area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job, I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. You have to do something about assets. So there's there's a lot of it. I would just say the security, the raising and syndicating a security rim is going through a whole process of deregulation. I think it's been happening for a couple of years. So then you get all these creative way of raising money. Some are maybe legal, some maybe not. So this is why um, getting a lawyer opinion on this, getting a second opinion, not just trusting what people will tell you, oh, you can just do this is really, really important. Um, you know, our lawyer has, this is our different opinion. Our lawyer basically has advised us, you know, just raising money, becoming a GP is not legal by security law and getting paid per proportioning of what you, um, you know, what, what you're raising for post raising is also not legal. Um, unless if you have a security license as broker, uh, what they call it, the, the broker license, right? So a uh, broker dealer license. Um, but basically because you can't be paid for just raising money. Now, on the other hand, if Dustin, you start doing, um, you know, construction bidding, creating a list of that, aiding asset management, sitting on the calls, making decisions, underwriting the deals, like all that stuff involved in addition to just raise money, then you have a substantial, 
um, basically involvement into the deal and you are asset managing, you're asset managing a small portion of it, but you're still asset managing. So at that point, it becomes your deal. Again, checking with a lawyer, you know, everything I say here, I'm just going to with a disclaimer, I am not a lawyer. These are simply things that we follow uh, from our lawyer's suggestions. Um, so as syndication aggregator, what I heard over there is a capital raiser. Um, also another word for capital raising uh, as GPs. So I would say my verdict on this one is like, it doesn't sound quite legal. So when it cracks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And when security... Uh, team kind of looked at it, they, uh, you know, when, when the security SEC, SEC comes and knock on your door, when they do the audit of these, they're going to look at the activity that's included in that. You know, for our deal, we have partners as well. Um, and then all our partners sits on our asset call, they make collective decisions. So it, in, in a sense, that is, um, you know, actually asset managing along with us. Got it. So if in order to be a general partner, so if I want to have a deal, and there's an apartment complex, somebody that, that found the deal is coming to me and say, hey, I want to partner with you. So you bring the capital. We have a great property. We're going to manage a property. Mm-hmm. I can bring people into the deal. I don't have to have a securities uh, license and all that sort of stuff if I am a part of the deal, or if I'm a general partner of it. Yeah, if you're a general now, partner. Yeah. Now, how many general, like is one deal, like am I the sole general partner or can there be multiple general partners? There can be multiple general partners. So, so for example, there are general partners who is going to co-sign on the loan. That's a, a additional responsibility that they're putting their credibilities online to KP, what we saw principal KP. Not all KP are general partners, but if you allocate them general partner uh, shares, that they are general partners. Right. So um, we have investors like that. And um, uh, basically, you know, they they get compensated um, to co-sign on the loan. Um, and then there's other general partners that like like multifamily with a hundred couple hundred units. Um, it is going to be really difficult to run it just by yourself. We have a team running it. We not only have team to run them, we also have partners that allocate a specific task to run them, right? So you, Dustin, for example, example used here is you may be really good with construction, building the team list, the construction. So in addition to your raising money, you're managing all the capital X, um, you know, improvement projects. So you're definitely a general partner specialized in capital uh, expenditure projects. So you are involved in that capacity. You can be that GP. And there's other GPs who may be doing day-to-day operations, right? And then even within the day-to-day operation GP, there may be multiple people doing different types of things. Um, so my partner, I want to just use an example, my partner, Jonathan, um, he is in pretty much our deals. He, in fact, is working on uh, you know, we're kind of working on integrating his company into our company. So essentially we're kind of doing a merge. That's because the long-term relationships we have built up. And then for all each deals, we have a set of responsibility. We split it between us. So we're both GPs in these deals. So therefore we have investors, both me and him, we have investors to be in these deals. It seems like out of all of them, I would like to get to where I have a fund, but I would probably start as a GP now, if you're going to be a GP, is talk, walk me through. Like, do I need to have create my own LLC, or is that one deal its own LLC, and then you're a part of that? Like, walk me through that process, and then from there, I want to get into if somebody's going to lend money, we have to have it's like one bank account that's for just this deal, and how do we have a portal? Because I've seen plenty of websites like companies that people 
log into and you can see all the tracking and all that sort of stuff because I've been invested in uh, uh, passive, passively into syndications as well. So start with the beginning. Like, do we do I create an own LLC for my syndication or is that G, that pro, that property, the multifamily, that one deal, that's its own LLC? How does that work out? The process is when we find a property. And by the way, GP has many different duties, right? Like, for example, you can be the person who found the deal as well. So, you know, like it, lots of activities that that's there. But the key is you want to do some operations. Um, so for us, um, basically, when you first find a property, what we would do is we'll create an LLC that would operate the property. So per property, we'll create one or two bank accounts. It depends on the lender requirements. Um, and then within that LLC, then we will have all members. There are managers and there are members. So, so usually the general partners are within the manager structure with being the manager. So, so that's legal documents drafted up by your lawyer. It can be various. Some people would just have it directly in there, um, you know, as GPs listed as managers. But other document I've seen, which is one that we follow, is we create a manager structure. So then we're part of that manager structure. Um, so and then all your LPs are actually member of that LLC as well. Investors who are LPs can invest through LLC or them individually. It's very low liability for them. Um, so there's not too much of a difference, in my opinion, investing through LLC or individual if you're LP. But as a GP, there are a certain amount of liability, not necessarily from uh, the people who you syndicate money from, because that's SEC rule. You have to file blue sky filing in any states where your investor come from, resides in. Um, so that's a security process. Um, and uh, your lawyer will take care of that for you. Um, but you yourself, you want to maybe put in a Wyoming LLC or Nevada LLC, uh, especially if you're not the main, main GP, main sponsor. Because the main sponsor, like myself, um, my name is stamped everywhere anyways. In Arizona, there's a disclosure rule. So you have to register. A, a name has to be given to a property. So that's why my tenant can find who I am and this and all that stuff. It uh, doesn't matter what kind of LLC that we set up. But if you're not the main sponsor, then, or even the secondary person, um, because only one person has to be <laughs> registered right over there. So um, you can create your Wyoming or Nevada LLC. So that's why it's not entirely anonymous, but the person who wants to sue you, typically a tenant wants to sue you, um, they have to have to go an extra length to go to Nevada or Wyoming in physically to request for who is the member of this particular LLC. So that gives you a little bit of protection over there. So I would highly recommend for general partners, whoever's thinking about doing general partner to create the LLC for the general partnership portion. And then if you also passively invest into the deal, which we always do because it's our deal, uh, you know, if you're a GP, you should feel good to put the money in there. So we invest through a, um, another LLC, a separate LLC. So this way there's separation of your general uh, partner liabilities and your LP, which is very low liability. So that's kind of how I structure mine. Um, and I would recommend people kind of follow that general rule. Um, and because there is additional liability getting exposed or just the harassment sometimes uh, that you're getting. Um, you know, certain people are not happy with certain things happening, then, you know, there, there could be uh, these going on. In general, the lawsuits are covered by the LLC of 
the property that the, the, the LLC that you created for the property because there are liability coverage, insurance, and et cetera. So usually that covers everything, but every once in a while, there may be people who wants to sue you um, directly, you know, um, most tend this doesn't kind of really apply and this cannot not really stand uh, but it does put a little bit more resistance in between that yeah that makes sense and so i mean it seems like there's a lot of different things that we'd have to have a lawyer to make sure that everything's done very very well so we're protected as well so with that let's say everybody is you've got a let's say you got 15 different investors they're going to invest $100,000 each, that all goes into the one bank account that you created for the LLC. And you said, if it's a certain bank, it might have two. Uh, but you would, all that money would pull in, and then they would get a portion of the deal with that money that they're investing. Is that correct? So uh, the LPs were expected to uh, basically sign company agreement, which is that LLC that you create for the property because they're a member of it. And they're expected to go through something called a PPM. Uh, it's private uh, placement memorandum because private placement just it's the investment type. Um, you're investing not in the public market, but in the private placement memorandum um, basically spells out all the detailed terms and the payout structures, the waterfall structures and et cetera for the limited partner. Um, usually it's about 80, 90 page long. 60 to 90 pages long depends on the deals um, and that you should read it very carefully as a, a passive investor um, I usually say on your first rock go around but actually condition changes for each deal even with the same sponsor so it's a really prudent thing to to do to make sure that you read through certain clauses with detail um, so this way you know this very well don't just assume same deal work for the same sponsor before that's how they structure it now right um so so that's kind of like the difference and the money is pooled in the gp method um basically the money is wired to a single account where the llc holds um and uh, you know it's really advised that there's only one person tracking the wire or one team tracking the wire income so in our operation our account management team tracks the wire income um, and then making sure we get back to the investors on, hey, we have received your wire. So there's a whole process over there we have created. And then if you're doing the fund of fund management, it's slightly different. It's you will take on that um, overhead uh, account management burden to make sure uh, the investor is actually wiring money into your fund account, whatever that you hold bank account. And then you just cut a single check from that fund uh, bank account to the syndicate like to the property syndicated entity. So that's kind of the difference between the two. Yeah, yeah I And get the, it. the benefits of creating a fund is that none of your investor information is now published to the sponsor. So your sponsor don't actually know who are invested in her deal, he or his deal, um, you know, from your fund. All they know is Dustin has a fund and the fund invested into the deal. So starting a fund... I don't really necessarily want to get down that rabbit hole, but it sounds like you have to do, like you have to get certified by the government and you have a lot of things that you need to make sure that you're going to be doing right per the government. Yeah. And then there's a fund fees. That's also uh, typically fund is based on the fees, but even if you have fund that you can maybe ask you know, for a, a GP promo into the main syndication deal, getting paid from there. Um, so the, the structure is a little bit different. Um, how you're getting paid is a little bit different, um, you know, because 
you may be not a GP, but you may be just transferring a fund. So there's a delta on pre-agreed uh, fees that, that is paid to you or the margin. Because usually what would happen is the syndicator, if you bring a very large check, they may create a special class just for you, right? So in that, you may get a better promotion uh, for that or a better discount or better return. And this is where you make up your fees. Um, so then you can pass on the good deal to your passive investor. Um, so th that will be like slightly different between the two, two different models. Man, that's great. So it seems like for me in the route that I want to go is to be a general partner and bring people on and be a part of a deal that actually benefits everybody. How do we make sure that your the people that are investing into the company, those are the LPs, correct? Those are the LPs that are investing. So those LPs, how do we make sure they know what they're getting? Because I know when I get some, uh, somebody wanted me to become an LP, what they'll say is, okay, it's an 8% return. We're hopefully going to exit within three to five years and all that sort of stuff. And with that 8%, it's 8% on the money that they have put in, not necessarily like how much of the value of the entire property that they own. Okay, go ahead. And can you explain that? To, like, how do we make sure that the investor gets their money? Yeah, so the investors kind of knows. Um, so it's always, as LPs, you're always investing and calculating your return on the money that you have invested. So 8% cash on cash return simply means that 8% of your $100,000 $100,000 that you have invested, which will be $8,000 every single year, right? So that, that's kind of like what that is calculated on. Um, and then typically the way that the syndicator, uh, the LPs get set up is seasoned syndicator typically have a, a syndication portal. So your investor can sign on, et cetera. And there's a system, some syndication portal, not all of them, uh, has the ability to issue distributions to direct deposit into the investor's account. So that's kind of typically how they receive their distribution for our uh, investor, for our LP investors. Um, there's also checks being mailed uh, as what we do not mail checks. We make sure everybody has ACH information. We do direct deposit because it's traceable. Um, but in the old school way, there are checks being mailed. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, checks being cut, checks being mailed. Uh, so, Every quarter, typically, that distribution schedule is that. And there's usually a certain period of time, call it six months to a year, depends on your deal, because deals can be very different. Um, some deal may not have cash flow at all, right? Some deal has cash flow. And if you do a value-add projects, typically, we will hold off the distribution for the first six months until the deal is kind of on its good, good state. Um, then we'll start the distribution. Um, so typically you should expect that whether it's quarterly distribution or monthly distribution, these two are very common. Um, I do invest in development funds. When you invest in development funds, there's no cash flow. So don't expect any distribution until at the end of when it sells, right? So, um, but it could be structured as in there may be phase one and phase two. So maybe when phase one is done, there's some cash flow. And then phase two is when the whole equity gets returned. Um, so you know, many, many different structure of a deal. It really, it's all spelled out in the PPM and the investor typically received that directly to them. In the fund to fund model or in the fund model, you will be the person who's, you as the fund manager will be the person who's responsible for issuing these payments to them. Um, so then the way that works is that me as the main syndicator, I will issue you a big distribution 
And then you have to figure out your parada investment from your investors and distribute that to them. So there is additional management. Uh, what we also call the model as a fund to fund management model, which essentially means that you, you as a fund, you aggregate all the fund, you manage all the fund, you manage all your investors. Uh, and then we do not have to do anything with the investor. It really depends what the two partner agrees on. Right. So, for example, me and my partner, we have agreed on because we have such a trust over there. Uh, you know, we're just going to put them all in the same database and do all the stuff, uh, do all the, you know, centralized distribution of information. Now, if you're a partner that's not in that trust relationship, um, then you may there may be syndication portals that is uh, really great for that. A syndication pro is something that we use. Um, basically, we can write a monthly report to give people updates, um, and that, that then gets automatically sent to uh, every single GP's leads. So we don't manage your leads, but essentially we do manage that communication. Um, and then internally, there's discussions because we always run our deal together. They're sitting on these weekly calls, like, you know, we asset management all together. So there's not much of that information lagging. But in the case of when there is a main person, uh, the information can be aggregated by you touching base with uh, the person who's focusing on operation. Got it. So if the, the property is making even more money than we imagined and everybody's getting paid their 8%, does that rest of that money stay inside the business and that doesn't go to the LPs? That's just the GP and the other partner that, that take part in that? Not the case. Um, I think we have a few projects that has stayed stabilized and does really well. Um, so after we cashed our first stack, it really depends on the deal structure. So in this particular deal, uh, what we had is two classes. We have our top class, class A, which is just a cash flow position. There's no equity position. Um, so, so then we have our class B, which is equity position. So what we do, the stack of how that works is our A gets paid first and then the B gets paid to the prep rate that what we said they will. And then the general partner gets paid on the cash flow share. Then there's still excess amount um, remaining. We make a decision and that's a decision made in the beginning of the deal to use that accumulated cash to pay off class A. So we have this like revolving class, which we allow us to pay off their principal. So of course, by paying off their principal, everybody's return increases. So that's the order. But it could also be if you just did a straight cut with 70-30 split with a 7% pref, once the 7% has satisfied, the GP gets paid, then the excess amount gets split 70-30. So that could work that way as well. So either way, no, it shouldn't stay into the deal. It should be distributed to the investors. Right. And then deals can be structured a million different ways. Um, some people will have deals to structure in a way they can even pay off your principal early, um, you know, for the equity investors, uh, which we don't do because our equity investors invest in equity. So true equity investors. So their share doesn't get diluted just because we pay them. Um, you know, if we pay them, it's always a comment as a distribution return on equity, not return of equity. So these are some stuff to kind of look into in terms of how is the deal structure. And there's usually paragraphs of it in a private placement memorandum that you should go through with painstake. Man, this is, there's so much to learn and you could tell, you know, exactly you've done this before. So I mean, especially when you're 
you know, get to 2,000 to 3,000 units. That's just terrific. So I know that I have a lot to learn. I'm definitely going to be, so I was on your podcast, which everybody needs to check out your podcast. So you give us so much great advice. And I know people are going to want to learn more about you. There's so many more questions that I have, but run out of time. How can people find you? How can they listen to your podcast? How can they even work with you? So we do have a podcast, 10,000 Financial Independence, which Dustin, you're a guest on, where I highly recommend checking out his episode because there's some really great nuggets about investing. Um, and I love, you know, I love the stuff that you talked about building your team first before, you know, you actually even start looking for a property. That's like super awesome advice. Um, and you can also check us out on the YouTube channel, which we would love to kind of really grow our audience over there. Um, by subscribing to us, like our videos, or put some comments in there. Um, and you can also check us out at, in order to contact uh, us or schedule time with me or my team. Um, you can go to www.easyfiuniversity. So that's easyfi spelled out university.com. Uh, and under the about me pages, there's a link to schedule a time with me. Um, so we have a lot of free article knowledges about this. Um, you know, passive investor um, mindsets and uh, also, you know, deal structure stuff up there as well. This is great. Elisa, thank you so much for being on the show. You're going to like definitely me giving me lots of advice and insights into this whole world. I mean, I'm super pumped to be a part of it and uh, hopefully we can work together in the future. But thank you so much again, Lisa, for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dustin, for your time. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successfully unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successfully unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. 
See ya. Bye.